The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. Today we live in a world of confusion and delusion, like I never could have dreamed we'd see in my lifetime, or ever for that matter. The goats on the left have done their job well, putting forth lies and deception, so much so that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. The father of lies has infiltrated every area of our society, especially going after the young children and young people now coming of age through demonic indoctrination that permeates our atmosphere. Lies abound in public schools from preschool through college. If that were not enough, the devils also captured pop culture through Hollywood movies filled with leftist propaganda, through what now passes for music, and unlike previous generations, through social media, online chat rooms, and video games. Even the majority of our churches are now apostate, with pastors refusing to preach the whole counsel of God for fear of offending wicked men and women, convicting them in their unrepentant sin. The sheep no longer have godly shepherds who will speak the truth to them, but instead desire to be well-liked and popular among the people. Surely the Spirit of the Lord has departed from these places, which is very sad because many of these churches were once filled with courageous leaders and faithful servants of God. Once upon a time, they made a life-changing, eternal difference for countless lost souls. But all have turned aside and gone their own way, the way of the world, the broad road that leads to destruction. Chaos and confusion, lies, deception, and delusion have been the result. The wicked ideology of communism has overtaken the once Christian America, and through their orchestrated plans of brainwashing and indoctrination, the people of our nation are now wandering. They're lost and they're perishing because they no longer have a clue what God's Word says or even who God is anymore, nor do they care. There have been many delusions that have overtaken us as a people the last couple of decades, but perhaps the most vile is that of homosexuality and now transgenderism. Yes, there have always been those who've engaged in these deviant behaviors, but God Almighty rightly called these behaviors abominations. Today, they're not only accepted, but celebrated pridefully 365 days a year. And even the Pope is now leading countless millions astray as he gives his infallible approval of what God has so strongly condemned. Across America and around the world, perversion has overtaken us. Not all engage in these abominations, but there are very few indeed who will ever speak against them or tell the truth about them, even those still in their right minds. Those who do are quickly labeled as haters, and not just harshly condemned by society, but in many cases persecuted and prosecuted for speaking God's truth and plain common sense. Perversion, not unlike that of the hedonism of the Israelites, worshiping a golden calf, or the wickedness of Sodom, is mainstream now worldwide. The solution to this delusion, of course, is a return to God in humble repentance and faith. As wicked and evil as this world is now, any nation that repents, humbles themselves, and seeks God again will see blessings beyond measure. Any nation that wakes up to the evil that's actively destroying them and their children and whose people turn their eyes upon Jesus will become the strongest, safest, most prosperous, and bountiful nation in the world, even in the midst of utter destruction elsewhere. I believe there will be a nation that repents this way, and the people there will repent individually as families and as a whole. 
But sadly, I don't believe this will be the United States. We are a hard-hearted people, a lazy and ungrateful people. We've forgotten God and our history. Today in America, men are sharply condemned for their masculinity, and it begins when they're just young boys. Authority figures twist their little minds and cause them to question their natural-born gender. They're told that manly traits are bad and toxic much better to behave like girls. Meanwhile, women who embrace their natural femininity are likewise condemned and told they're victims of the patriarchy, which of course they're also told is their true mission in life to dismantle. This is all by the meticulous design of the communists, the globalists, and the leftists who seek to destroy all that God made and called good and replace it with what these arrogant pea brains believe will be better. Better for them, perhaps, as it fulfills the purposes of their father, the devil, but not better for anyone or anything else. In Genesis 1.27, we read about God's perfect design. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Both were created in God's own image, and they were created male and female, as were all living things, designed to unite together as one flesh, and thereby be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God puts great value on all life, especially his image bearers. In God's perfect plan, neither is superior or inferior to the other. Both are equally valued and equally needful of one another. Now, God gave man specific duties— One of the first was to work as he placed Adam in the garden to work it and care for it. And he knew this world would be difficult after sin entered in, so he commanded men to be strong and courageous, not frightened or dismayed, as he assured men that the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He also made men to be protectors of women and children. In 1 Corinthians 16.13 we read, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. He instructed men to be loving to God, their wives, their children, and those they interact with as they sojourn on this earth. We're also to provide for our families and others and lovingly instruct, train, and discipline our children, raising them to know and love their God. And God created men to be loving servants, not arrogant tyrants. Jesus showed us how. The Bible also has a lot to say to women. Proverbs 31 tells us how a godly woman is more precious than jewels. And we read there, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Ladies are also to be modest in their dress, diligent as they work at home, raise their children, and manage their household with wisdom. And again, love is the key component as they support, help, and encourage their husbands as the two bear the burdens of life together as one flesh. And God didn't create women to be less intelligent. Rather, as we read again in Proverbs 31, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. You see, God created both genders to need one another. Not only is procreation impossible without male and female, but when women desire to be men and men desire to be women, the result is not harmonious utopia. It's chaos, confusion, despair, and madness. Both men and women are to be servants to one another. Both are equally created and loved by God, and it's only through mutual humble servanthood to one another can the home and family be truly God-honoring and blessed. I believe men should greatly honor, protect, serve, and adore their wives. And I believe wives should greatly honor and be righteously proud of the husbands God's given them. Of course, this is impossible when we don't know God's Word, study it, meditate upon it, live by it, and teach it to our children. 
Today, the world has forgotten God, except for those who claim to be atheists, and then they hate the God they claim they believe doesn't exist. If any nation wants to see restoration and blessing, it must first begin with a return to God and his divine plan for mankind. And in today's world, I can think of no better practical place to start than showing the world that we're not ashamed of the love we have for our spouses, and then honoring them publicly, while at the same time letting the world know that we're doing things God's way. And so that's why I've decided to make a way for husbands and wives to honor one another publicly. I'm inviting all who will to write a short article, 800 words or so, that honors their husband or wife. These articles will, Lord willing, be published in upcoming editions of Wisconsin Christian News. We request that you also send a photo of the two of you to accompany the articles. All who send in an article and photo will receive, as a thank you gift, a t-shirt that you can wear proudly as you publicly honor and encourage your spouse. For the men, the shirt will say, I love my wife, and below that is, is the scripture, Far more precious than jewels, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31. The ladies will receive a shirt that says, I love my husband. And below that is the scripture, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. What a testimony of a godly marriage and family this will be for all who see it. I'll get things started here with my own abbreviated story to give you an example of what I'm looking for. I'm short on space, so I can't give you my whole story here, but I hope yours is more detailed. It was truly a miracle of God when he brought my wife Lisa into my life. I was a young man having just started my own business and had nearly given up on finding a helpmate suitable for me. None of the girls I'd courted previously were truly serious about their commitment to God. But then, when I least expected it, to put it mildly, he introduced me to Lisa. Now, I know Jesus said there's none good but one, and that is God. And also, the Bible says there's none that doeth good, no, not one. But Lisa truly is a good person, the best person I've ever known. You might say we had an arranged marriage because the Holy Spirit was there when we met and guided us every step of the way prior to our wedding day and every day since. God himself arranged our marriage. Our engagement was short because I didn't want to let her get away. We met on Valentine's Day 1990 and were married just five months later, July 14, 1990. Two years later, our first child was born, a son, followed by two more daughters. As I worked extremely hard at my business, Lisa stayed home, raised our children, and managed the household. I could not have been blessed with a better wife or a better mom for our kids. We both raised our children together to know and love God and to be thankful to Him for all He provided us. I tucked the kids in with bedtime prayers every night, and Lisa exemplified a Proverbs 31 woman in every respect, always by my side, always helping me through the trials and tribulations of life, always supportive of my work, and always diligent with family finances and household duties. And more than once, her wisdom saved me from my own crazy ideas. We worked together in our church, raised our children in the church, and then when I began to work in full-time ministry and we had literally nothing, so many times when the burdens of ministry and family finances were so heavy on my shoulders that I really did believe we were eating our last meal because there was really no money for the next one, she always encouraged me, always pointing me back to God as our provider 
and never once doubted my abilities as a good husband and father worthy of her and our children. And so many times she was content to go without the things I thought she should have, preferring instead to make sure the children had all they needed. And she always found a way to make a penny into a dollar or one dollar into ten. As I write this, we've now been together nearly 34 years, and we're grandparents now to three wonderful grandchildren. I can't imagine life without my dear wife, Lisa. I feel like the most blessed man on earth, for God truly has given me the greatest desires of my heart. I love my wife. Now, I hope you'll send us your story. Let us help you honor your wife or husband. Sit down and share your heart. Write your own love story of the blessing you've received from God, and we'll share it to encourage the world to do life God's way as you bless and honor the godly maid he's given you. Let's really do this. Start writing your story now because the world needs to hear it. And feel free to call or email me for details or questions. Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066. Or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Ask for message number 415. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.